Hashtag denial. Come on, say with me, hashtag denial. Now, what's the title? What's it about? Well, it's not me. It's you. Well, that's what we think. But the real issue is it's really me, not you. And we're talking about the hashtag of denial that we go through so many times in our lives where we fail to realize that the problems we're facing are not really everyone else's problems, but they're a problem that we have. And it's time that we deal with them instead of passing the responsibility. And so we're just so pumped this month just to really look at our lives and say, come on, let's take responsibility. A lot of people don't like to admit that they've got problems. A lot of people don't like to admit that they've got issues or they've got struggles in their life. And for one reason, there was a teaching out there that you've got no faith if you admit you're sick. You've got no faith if you admit those things. Listen, the last time I checked, God says you've got to ask for healing. You've got to ask for forgiveness in order for that to come. So if you say you don't have those things, you're saying, God, I don't need you in those areas. And we just really just want to dig deep into our lives and, and to pass the blame from everyone else and to take the responsibility in our lives. It's amazing already, even in the months before the beginning of this new year, how many messages have just really been specifically just about that or have been alluding to just you being right. What's going on in your life? What's happening in your head? What's happening in your heart? And and we need that because in order for us, in order, listen to this, in order for God to be everything that he wants to be, guess what? We need to allow him to be that. Come on, we need to make sure that we are where we need to be so God can be all he needs to be in each one of our lives. And last time I checked, God's not lacking in any area. God's not scrambling in heaven wondering what to do. God knows what to do. He's got the answer to every problem but our position affects his position our position where we're at if we're saying God I don't need you because God won't go against our will and that denial those things in our lives is shutting door on God and saying God I don't need you so in this series we're going to look at some of the issues that we face we're going to break them down one at a time some of the areas that we all struggle in come on we're going to talk about fear that's a big one isn't it it's a massive one what about worry anyone worry we, we have worry in our hearts. We're going to talk about doubt. We're going to talk about unforgiveness. We're going to talk about living with no trust, struggling with trust issues. We're going to talk about insecurities. Man, insecurities are massive. I don't care who we are. We all deal with those things. And they're those areas that we want to label that have a control in our life. Again, we don't like to admit that, but they have certain controls over us 
that they have no business and we don't want that. And so tonight we're going to really lay some groundwork. Tonight's really going to be the foundation for the series. So everyone who's not here tonight, Sunday, they're going to have to play catch up because we're going to lay some really important groundwork tonight. And then we're going to work through a worksheet together and we're going to just look at some things in our lives and we're just going to say, what does my life really look like? I mean, come on, what is it I really need God to do in my life this month? Because that's what it's about. Not admitting failure, but admitting areas where we need God to work and we need God to heal and we need God to touch us. So let's pray tonight. Heavenly Father, God, series like this are so liberating, but yet they are so, God, tough at many times because it's hard to take responsibility, God. It's hard to throw our hands in the air and say, it's not you, it's really me. And God, I pray that you would really help us to do that this month. God, that it would not be about our spouse. It would not be about our kids. It would not be about our mum and dad. It would not be about anyone else. But God, this month would be all about us. Just us and you, God. And speak to our lives and touch us and change our lives, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to do something tonight that may seem really strange at first. But we're going to struggle through a passage of Scripture together. And while I say struggle, how many reads through the Bible in a year? Anyone ever read through the Bible in a year? Have you ever got to Chronicles? How many knows that Chronicles is one of those books that you dread coming to and you're glad when it's over? If you, haven't, if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you obviously haven't read Chronicles. But we're going to read a passage of Scripture, actually 16 verses tonight. We're going to read 16 verses from 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and verses 1 through 16. 1 Chronicles chapter 4. Come on, and I really encourage you to turn there. You can follow on the screen too. But it's 1 Chronicles chapter 4 verses 1 through 16. And it says these words, and you're going to have to bear with me because I'm going to fight through some of these words. We're going to make some words up. We're just going to have a good time with it. It says, the sons of Judah were Perez, Hezron, Kami, Hur, and Shnobal. Goodness me, I mean, where do you get these words? And Rehar, the son of Snobal, begot Jahath, and Jahath begot Ahumai, and Laha, these were the family of the Zerunathites, or whatever you want to say. These were the sons of the father of Etam, Jezreel, Ishma, and Abash. The name of their sister was Hazel Ponai. Help us, Jesus. And Peniel was the father of Gedor, and Ezer was the father of Husha. These were the sons of her. Thank God, an easy one. Can anyone say that with me? The firstborn of Ethramah, the father of Bethlehem. And Ashur, the father of Tekoma, had wives, Hela and Nara. Nara bore him Ahuzam, Hepher, Temani, and, God bless their heart, <laughs> Hashatara. And these were the sons of Narah. The sons of Helena were Zareth, Zorah, and Ethnel. And Kosh begat Anub. Zobai, and the families of Arael, the sons of Harum. And Jabez was more honorable than his brothers and his mothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the name of Israel, the God of Israel, saying, O God, that you would bless me indeed, and you would enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I might not cause pain. 
So God granted him what he requested. And Chelub, the brother of Shulai, begot Miha, who was the father of Eshton. And Eshton begot Beth Rapha, Pisa, and Terana, the father of Aranash. These were the men of Rechan. The sons of Jenaz were Othnel and Sarea. The sons of Othnel were Harath, and Menoth, and Orthoth, and goodness, Lord. We got Joab, the father of Geharashim, for they were craftsmen. The sons of Caleb, the sons of Jephunneh, were Iru, Elah, Nam. The sons of Amlam was Kenzah. The sons of Jaheli were Zip, Ziphar, Tyra, and Asherah. Okay, I can't stand anymore. That is 101, how to kill biblical names right there. Pastor P just did that. I'm almost embarrassed to even think that that may be on a CD on the website. But anyway, you may say, Pastor Philip, why, why would you read something like that? Here's why I read something like that. I want to ask you all a question. In that, apart from my horrific pronunciation of all those words... Is there anything that really stood out from you in the middle or in any part of that passage? Is there anything that perhaps stood out to you? Anyone shout it out? Anyone? Jabez. Jabez. Anyone with me on that? Everyone noticed there was a difference. Look what it says in verse 9 and 10. It says this, Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers and his mother called him Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. Listen to me, literally his name means pain. And even worse than his name meaning pain, the thought or the connotation was anyone who would be connected to him, past, present or future, would be subject to pain as a result of being in contact. How many knows that the guy's got life stacked against him? Watch out, here comes pain. Well, we don't want to be around him. No one would even give him a chance and not a good start for his life because his name and reputation would always go ahead of him. Who wants to be friends with someone that their name literally means, be friend with me and you're going to have pain? I mean, you would run. I mean, anyone in their right mind. I used to befriend the poor kids at school and the ones who were picked on. But I think sometimes as a kid, if I knew someone like that, I would have probably ran from them too because no one wanted to be subject to pain and no one wanted to bring pain unnecessarily onto their life. But notice this. Here's what I want you to see. Jabez was given a name he didn't choose. But he still had two choices. You know what his two choices were? Here it is. Number one, to accept it. Or number two, to reject it and do something about it. Come on, are you following me tonight? He didn't choose the name, but that was what he had. And he had two choices. He could have rolled over and said, my life's miserable. No one likes me. Uh, There's no hope for my life. He could have just accepted that. Or he could have rejected that and says, you know what? It doesn't matter what man may have labeled me as. Come on, pain is not going to be my identity. Pain is not going to be my identity. And he chose to make another name for himself. And notice this. Was it his fault that he was given that name? No, it wasn't. 
You could say, well, indirectly it was his fault because his mother named him pain because of the pregnancy, because of the labor. He was brought forth in pain and therefore she named him as such. So indirectly you could say, yes, it was his fault, but directly it wasn't. I mean, he did not in the womb choose to come out that way. He did not choose, I want my mum's world to be as miserable. He didn't even have the ability to choose that. Life chose that. Are you with me? Life chose that. So he didn't choose to be born under such conditions of pain. So he got a name that wasn't his choice. It was a name that wasn't his choice. And I want you to see this and hear this tonight. Because where you are at right now, where your life is right now may be all on you. Come on, I, I sit down and talk with people all the time and I'm like, man, would you listen to what you're saying? There's no wonder that you're struggling. There's no wonder there's heartache in your life. Are you listening to the choices and the decisions? Come on, we know there's some people, it's all on them. Come on, they've brought that pain upon their lives. They've made the decision to constantly bring that upon their lives. But you know what? Also, it can also be as a result of someone else's experience. Maybe today it's all on you, but maybe it's not on you. Maybe it's just because of your parents being divorced. Maybe it's just because of someone who, who did things wrong. Other people out of your control is what I'm trying to show you today. But the result is the same. Whether it's all on you or not on you, he's called pain. He's got an identity. He's got something that is, that is really determining that if he remains the same way, he's going to have a disastrous life. It's never going to be free. But guess what? He took charge and changed the outcome just like you and I can. Maybe it's all on you tonight. Maybe it's not. Maybe you didn't ask to be lied to. Maybe you didn't ask for those things. But whatever side you fall on tonight, I'm telling you right now, you can choose to either carry the name pain or you can choose to do something about it. You can choose to remain with those struggles and you can say, well, I guess I'll never be free. Or you can turn around and realize that there's victory in God. That God has the best thing for your life. Let's read what he does in verse 10. And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, my God, if you want help in your life, recruit the best. Come on, bring God. Psychologists, psychology tells us right now, all you need to do is sit down and if you think long and hard enough and if you go back and you fix those problems in your past and you try, listen, if we were capable of bringing freedom to our life, Jesus would have never had to die on a cross. If we were capable of talking ourselves into freedom in our lives, then hey, we would do that each and every day. But we can't. The more we talk, the deeper we place ourselves. We have got to recruit the help of God. This month is about, yes, God, I have a problem. But then turning to him and said, would you help me? Because you're the only solution. That you're the only one that can help me. Because God was the only one that could change his identity and transform his life. God's the only one that can give you a new identity. God's the only one that can transform your life. And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh God, would you bless me indeed? What a great prayer. God, bless me indeed. Why? So I can be a blessing to other people. Well, he doesn't say that. Yes, he does. You'll read it later. Would you enlarge my territory? Would your hand be with me? And would you keep me from evil? Notice this. So I will not cause any more pain. 
I won't cause people pain. What was he asking for? He was asking God that you would bless me so I could now be a blessing to other people. That I could be an example to other people. That my testimony, the fact I'm called pain, my testimony can be help to other people. Are you seeing where we're going tonight? Your hurts, your pains, your struggles, we believe, can become a new identity in God, but it also can cause you to be a testimony to other people. Why? Because I used to be like you. Come on, I used to struggle with fear like you. Fear gripped me. Come on, I knew what it was not to sleep. I knew what it was to have to drink in order to be able to deal with my issues and and make it through. Come on, I know what it's like to be in that place, but God. Come on, but God. God made the difference. And because he made a difference in me, come on, he can bring hope and he can make a change for you. And notice the last words of those verses. And God granted him. Everything is the thought. God granted him everything that he requested. So here in the list of a names, come on, here in a list of crazy, long, hard to pronounce names, we could have so easily read, and she begat Jabez, and Jabez, we could have so easily gone on to the next names, but one person stood out of a list, stood out of the group, and says, hey, hold on a second, don't pass me by, come on, don't pass me by, because I'm not going to live like that any longer, come on, he refused to just be another one, come on, you've got to refuse to be a statistic, you've got to refuse the lies that say your dad's an alcoholic, you're going to be an alcoholic, you've got to refuse those things, because I'm telling you, it's not a case, I believe, of generational curses, it's generational choices, and you've got to make the right choices and the right decisions for your life, and it starts by choosing God. It starts by saying, God, I need you. Come on, he was sick of being just one in a crowd, but he distinguished himself as one above the crowd. Did you see that? Because every one of us said the difference in all of that was Jabez. Why? Because there was more to him than just a name. He made us stop and look and see what God can do with a life. I'm telling you, my life, your life can be such a testimony because in a crowd of people, in a list of names with people all around us, we can make other people stop and notice and say, hold on, there's something different about them. What is it? What is it? And God can be seen. What was his prayer to God? In a nutshell, his prayer was this, God, give me a new identity. God, I want a new identity. I want a life of freedom. I want to be free from oppression. I want to be free from guilt. I want to be free from fear. I want to be free from worry. I want to be free from anxiety. You say, that's not Jabez's life. No, I'm talking about your life right now. Come on. I want to be free from insecurities. I want to be free from unforgiveness. Come on. I want to be free from controlling factors that want to control and inhibit my life. Because I'm telling you right now is we need to be set free from fear. You know one thing they tell us about fear and that is this, fear can paralyze people. It can put people in a place where it's, they're so under control by it, they're paralyzed by it. Have you ever been around someone who's afraid of heights and you put them up somewhere high, they can't even move. They can hardly speak. Have you ever been with someone who's claustrophobic and put them in a small confined area? They're going crazy. Why? Because the fear of tight spaces. What about the fear of the dark? Have you got any kids? Maybe you like to still sleep with the light on. 
Come on, we're going to save you utility bills by the end of this month because we're just going to get you sleeping in the dark because you've got nothing to worry about. It's amazing how many people I go out for lunch with that have a fear of having their back to other people. Wow, I'm worried about who's going to sneak up on me. Man, I'll sit with my back to people all day long. Hey, sneak up on me all you want. I mean, I've got nothing to hide. I'm not afraid. But isn't it amazing what fear can do? And here's our scripture that I really want you to realize through this scripture. And I really want to speak this over your life. I want you to begin to live this out in your life. Are you ready? Here's our scripture for the month. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Come on. He's not the source of that. Are you getting that? He's not the source of that. Come on. But he's given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Come on. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. New Living Translation says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but he's given us power, love, and self-discipline. Come on. That's what God's given us. You know they tell us that we're only born with two fears. Fear of falling and fear of loud noises. Only ever born with two fears. So any and every other fear had to either be learnt, taught or accepted into your life. The fears that you have today, you weren't born with. You've chosen to take those on board in your life. Well, I can never do that because I was born. No, you weren't born with that. Hashtag denial. You weren't born with that. That's not what God has for your life. God has the best for your life. In other words, if it's not a fear that was given to us like falling and, and what was the other one? Loud noises. If that wasn't the fear, then anything else is not by God's design. Come on, say that with me. Not by God's design. It's not by God's design for my life. And here's the question we've got to ask ourselves. How many children of God are living a life not by God's design? Come on, bound by fears, having struggles and issues, that's not God's design, not God's design. When God hand-fashioned you and hand-formed you, do you think he made you with defects? Do you think he made you with weaknesses? Do you think that was his design for your life? No, it's not. But Satan has come in little by little and convinced us that we're just going to be pain because that's our name and we'll never be any difference and that's all we're going to get. And if we don't watch, we can go on to the next and we could just be another person or we can say, hold on a second, stop, stop. I really want each and every one of you this series to say, stop over me. You know what, I I pray God will touch them and I pray God touches them. I want to see everyone touched, but you know what, I've got to be touched for myself. Come on, I just can't let it skip by and me just be another person. I've got to step up and say, you know, God, there's some things that I need you to help me with. Come on, God, I'm tired of hashtag denial. God, I want to be real with you. Come on, God, let's just be real with this so you can be real in my life. So many people are allowing so many struggles to put a name upon your life, to become your identity. I wonder what's your identity. I wonder what your name is. We know your name is Sherry. We know your name is Jana. We know your name is Pete. But I wonder what other people see when they see you. I wonder what it is that screams out to them the loudest. Oh, watch out. Get away from her. She's always so negative. She worries all the time. 
Well, get away from that person, man. They're just bad news. Everyone they're around just gets into trouble. Can you see the identities that can so easily be given? And this has to change. You and I have to change in order for that to change. Last November, we talked about God wants to bring us into a new season. This is a new season that God has for our life. And anyone remember the scripture we used? The scripture was powerful from 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11 through 13. And we quoted from the Message Bible. It says, Dear Corinthians, I cannot tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open, spacious life. Isn't that the picture of what God has for our life? Come on, wide open and spacious. Notice what Paul says. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. That which you've accepted, that which you've believed, that which you have taken on as your name and your identity, that which, notice, you've accepted, not given by God, but what you have within you, not within your neighbor, within your spouse and other people, within you. And he goes on to say, your lives aren't small, but you are living them in a small, restricted, confined way. And he says, I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Notice what he says, open up your life. It's time to live openly and it's time to live expansively. It's time to live openly and it's time to live expansively. That's completely different to what those insecurities, those fears and those issues want you to do. Come on, they want you to live restricted and what? Afflicted. Come on, God says open and expansive. But let's be real, we're afflicted and we're restricted so many times in our lives. And don't be just one on the list. Come on right now, we could list right now. And David was in the house and sitting along beside him was Misty. And then beside Misty was Miss D. And beside Miss D was Daniel. In front of Daniel was Dan the man. Sitting beside him was Nancy, who was betrothed to him 54 years ago. And we could go on. You know, but I want you to say, hold on a second, don't skip me by. Let's go back to Dan the man. Come on, I'm Dan. But you know what? I'm not staying the way I used to be. Come on, I'm refusing to blame other people any longer for my choices and my decisions. I'm turning it completely over to God. And God's going to change my life because I'm giving everything to God. Come on, don't just be another name in a list. Be one that says, hold on, don't skip me by. Or you know what? You can just be another list of another churchgoer that everyone has controlling struggles and issues. Everyone has them. And I want to help you with that. We all have issues. Come on, I said we all have issues. Every one of us has issues. It's just for some, our issues don't have us. Notice that we all have issues, but some, their issues have all of you. And that's where we've got to draw the line. We've got to learn to isolate those things. We've got to allow or refuse to allow them to have control over our lives. We've got to refuse to believe the lies that they want to spew out. Come on, hello? The lies that they want to spew out. Jabez changed the future of his life by getting sick and tired of being sick and tired. 
by saying, enough is enough. Devil, you've messed with me long enough. You gave me a name I didn't even choose. You put me in a family I didn't want. You placed me in a circumstance. But Jabez, instead of grumbling, keep complaining about those things over and over and over again. He said, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And God, I need you to do something. And he did something about it. So how about you? We're really believing for you to see breakthroughs and miracles as you take back your life. Take back the life that God intends for you. And it's not enough just to pray about it. Don't get me wrong, as important as prayer is, you've got to put your feet to your prayer too. Because you can say, God, I want to be free from these issues, but yet you keep opening yourself up to that and you keep succumbing. Come on, you've got to do your part too and ask God to give you the strength to be able to say no. Asking God to give you the strength to walk away. Come on. Asking God to give you the strength to realize that you're more than an overcomer through Christ Jesus. Now, it never says that Jabez was given a new name, does it? God didn't change his name. But it does tell us that God gave him a new identity. And why do I believe that it doesn't say that God changed his name, but God gave him a new identity? Because... God uses the old hymn as a testimony because of the new hymn. Well, I thought that was Jabez. Oh, it is Jabez. You see, if that was Paul, people would have said, oh, that's Paul now. Oh, okay. No, that's still Jabez. Well, what happened? I mean, we ran like him from the plague. What happened? Notice how God can use the old you where you were as a testimony through the new you of what God wants to do in your life. That God will change you and touch your life. What a testimony of hope and deliverance your new life can have and be to other people. For some of you, you may need a new name. I know some people have come in this church and and we've always called them by a street name or something that people gave them in certain environments and they gave their heart to the Lord and said, you know what, I'm not called that anymore. That's not my name. God's given me a new name. And that kind of thing I think is good to leave behind. But for all of us, what is it about? It's about living in the fullness of God. Come on, getting out of the hashtag denial and living in the fullness that God has for each one of our lives. That We're no longer bad. We're no longer oppressed. As a pastor, it just breaks my heart to see how many people call themselves children of God and are living for God, but yet are still so bad. And just going along with it and saying, I guess this is how I'm going to always be. Come on, you can be another name on a list or you can stand above the crowd. And I really pray that this month that you say, I want to stand above the crowd. I want the pains of my past to become the joys of my future. Come on, I want the pains of my past to be a testimony of the goodness of God. I want the scars of the past to be a constant reminder to those around that he's still in the healing business. And no matter how much of a screw-up anyone could ever be, come on, he's still able to put right that which is all wrong. How many are believing? Come on, how many will really believe with me that you're going to look a different person coming out of this month than the person going into this month? Come on, come on. You know what I challenge you? Make a commitment to be here every Sunday. Make a commitment to be here every Wednesday. Ask every question, email, read the word. Whatever you need to do, start looking at it. I challenge you, if what's on your list today is worry, 
Get a concordance app. If you don't have a concordance on every phone now, you can get a free Bible app called YouVersion. It's a free Bible app. You can search. Put the word fear or put the word worry. Put the word doubt. Put whatever word it is and pull up every scripture on that and begin to look at what God's word says about those things and ask yourself, am I living according to God's word or am I living according to the Bible? You can either listen to this. Here's a great quote for you. You can Twitter this. Are you ready? You can either live by the Bible's definition or you can live by the dictionary's definition. Dictionary's definition of fear would be what? Come on, Rena, help me out. What would it kind of be? Scared? What is, what's the Bible's definition of fear? God's not given me fear. It's from the enemy. It's not what God has for me. So you can either live by what the Bible says or you can live by what the dictionary says. And I'm telling you, it's time that we live by the word of God and not by the word of man. And God wants to touch our lives and God wants to change you and, and just to perfect your life. So we're just really believing and, and, and we're going to be really in prayer and I pray that you would be in prayer because I pray that you would pray too because as parents, our kids have insecurities. And unfortunately, as we discovered in our marriage class, a lot of the insecurities that our kids face are insecurities that they've seen and inherited through our responses and our actions. I didn't say that it's a generational curse. They've seen those things and as a result, they've become and thought that's how they need to live their life and how they need to. Come on, we can break free from all of those things. And we can change our kids and our spouses and our husbands, our workplaces, everyone around. Why? Because when God changes us, come on, it's not just Jabez. Hold on, stop. I was born in pain, but I'm going to refuse to live any longer in pain. And I'm crying out, God, bless me indeed. God, increase me, enlarge me. God, cause me to be blessed. Cause everyone to come around me to be blessed. Come on, make it a prayer. Come on, I'm not just going to be another name. I'm not going to deal with this sin any longer. I'm going to stand above the crowd. And I'm going to be like Jabez. And I'm going to get what I requested. I'm going to get God to meet my need. I'm going to see my life free and delivered. Amen? Come on, if you want that, let's stand to our feet and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you for everyone that's here tonight. God, I just thank you for your word as life and truth. And God, I pray, God, that there would be just an encouragement. God, I pray that no one would leave here discouraged saying, wow, I've got so many issues. But God, we would leave here saying, we have a God that can set us free. God, I pray that everyone would leave here today realizing, I don't have to live with this thing any longer. But God, there's freedom in you and there's liberty in you. And God, we wouldn't have to wait till Sunday to hear the message. We wouldn't have to wait till next Wednesday or throughout this month. God, you can deal with us and set us free right now. God, that we can recruit you, God. And God, every time we begin to worry, every time we fear, it'd just be a moment for us to stop and say, come on, I need to pray. I've got to give it to Jesus. I've got to surrender it over to God. And God, we give it to you, God. And we begin to claim your scriptures and we stand upon your word because David said, your word have I hid in my heart so I won't sin against you. We can so quickly keep sinning because worry is a sin. It's distrusting God. And God, I pray that you would help us, God, to hide your word, that God, we would be free from those things, that they would no longer grip us, because God, we all deal with those issues, but God, and we all have issues, but God, we want to make sure that those issues don't have us. And God, we pray that's what will take place through this month, and God, that you would strengthen us and just bless us and encourage us, we pray. Come on, if you believe that, shout amen. Amen. So be it.
Thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's Word into effect. At Heart Seas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.